Hi, Rav Judy here with Masechet Hariot, Perak Aleph, Mishnah Aleph, dedicated towards the merit of Rafu Shlema for Tova Miriam Bat Devora Mindel. If the Beitin, so we'll go with the Sanhedrin for right now, we'll talk about that more later. The Sanhedrin, the Supreme Court, rules that a person should violate one of the mitzvot in the Torah, and along goes a yachid, an individual, and does this shogig by accident, alpiyam, according to what they said. Meaning, there is some, uh, I'll just give you an example that's commonly used by the Gemara and by the, by the commentaries. Uh, is that within a kosher animal, or an animal that could be kosher, potentially kosher animal, let's say a cow, one checks the cow. So there are various things you need to do. You need to do shechita, you need to get rid of the blood, etc., etc. There are fats in a cow that are mutter, that are permissible. They're called shuman. That's what you'd like find on the edge of your steak, assuming you eat steak. Um, and there are fats that are usher called chelev. Chelev is forbidden. It's completely usher, a proper kosher butcher shop, or I should say shochet, knows to remove the chelev parts. Okay. If Beitin says, no, that's not chelev, that's shuman. That's okay. If Beitin says, oh, that animal is kosher, and really it had a trefa, or that species is kosher, and it's not. They say, no, lobster is kosher, and you didn't know any better. Um, so you're following. They made a mistake. They thought something. Whatever it is, they told you to do something. They said, today is uh, not Yom Kippur. You can eat. So whatever the thing is, I'm picking a lot of eating examples. I must be hungry. Um, whatever the thing is that they tell you to do, and you violate, they tell you something is permissible on Shabbos. We'll do that for the sake of variety. So if the individual goes now and does this, I'll pee him, according to their word. They said it was permissible. So you did it. Whether you did, they did it and you did it with them. So you're all doing this together. You go out for dinner. You're all going out on Shabbos. And whether they did it and then you followed them. They said to do it. They went and did it themselves. And the next day you did it because you saw that they did it and you heard that it was permissible. Or if they didn't do it, they just said it was permissible, but they're not personally, they're vegetarians. Or they, whatever, they weren't doing this, but you did it. Putter. You are, as an individual, exempt uh, for liability. You don't have to bring a korban. In general, we said that uh, in the introduction that if one does a curatable offense by accident, so one brings a korban, you are part from the korban. That's not your korban because you did it based on their word. Now let's take a variation. If Beitin rules that something is permissible, but one of them knows that it's a mistake, and if they were the dissenting opinion, but weren't able to convince the others, or they realized the afterwards, oh gosh, that's wrong. But Beitin said it was okay, but they knew it was a mistake. Or it was not a member of the Beitin, it was a student, but that student is already a high-level student who's already worthy of hurrah, worthy of halachic instruction. They know stuff. So if you know that this is wrong, even though they said it's permissible, and notice that the setup is where they said something was permissible and you said it was forbidden, not the other way around. If they said that it was forbidden, you said it was permissible, you may not have a right to rule against Beitin. But here, you're being stringent. So they said it was permissible, and you know better. Like, that's not right. So then, and now you go and you, and you do it. Whether they did it and you're doing it with them. Whether they did it and now you're going to do it afterwards. So whether they did not do it, but you're going to do it now. Now you do have to bring a korban. You are obligated. Why? Because you can't legitimately say, I did this because Beitin said it was okay. If you know better. And I'll give you maybe the, you know, a modern example is, let's say you're shopping and you're looking for OU on foods. And you see something. And you see an OU printed on something that is, you know to be not kosher. And you're looking at it, you're looking at it like, how could it be an OU sliced ham. 
And I look at it, I wonder if it's vegan ham, I wonder if it's like tofurkey. It's not. It's actually, so you say, okay, this must be a mistaken OU. I know better than that. If a person really doesn't know anything about kosher, they just look for the, the U in the circle and they eat it. So, okay, they were following the OU. But if you know better, you're like, that's not right. I think that's a forgery. And sometimes it comes out like a month later. That was an unauthorized OU and it was wrong. So good for you. If you knew better, then you shouldn't, and you are now personally responsible. Zehaklal, here's the principle. If you're depending on your own conclusions, then you are subject to the, the implications of those conclusions. And if you know enough, then you shouldn't have done it. But if you're truly doing this because Beitin said so, and you, you have no reason to think otherwise, the Beitin, then Pater, you're off the hook. You're exempt from being a Korban. It will be their problem.